1 Samuel chapter 1. I know this is very familiar to everyone, but this, uh, the Lord showed me something in my daily reading a while back, and, uh, and I prayed about it, and I feel like this is what I need to talk about today. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1, let's begin at verse 21. 1 Samuel 1, verse 21. The scriptures read, now the man Elkanah, that's good enough for me, and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkan, her husband, said to her, do whatever seems best to you, because I don't feel like having a fight with you this morning. <clears throat> <laughs> uh oh the Lord showed me somebody did that today <laughs> what, what scripture was I on so Elkin her husband said to her do what seems best to you wait until you have weaned him only let the Lord establish his word then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now, the, the key verse is verse 23. So Elkin, her husband, said to her, do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. And so I, I want to take this thought today. And you understand it if we get to this part today, that in 2023, this, this should be our prayer. Let the Lord establish his word. I want you to hear me today. I, I, I don't know how slow, how fast we're going to move, but this is important. Let the Lord establish his word. Prophet, if you would grab the mic and pray over the word today. God, we love you. We thank you for your presence. We feel. We thank you for this word, God. We do not want to let it go by the wayside. We want to consume it. Pray that you would anoint your manservant. I know that his tongue is unbridled. I want you to use him however you desire, God. We want to receive it into our spirit to go forward in this year, God, that you have before us, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, in order to understand and to grasp that statement, we have to go back to verse 1. So we got some reading to do. I do not apologize for the style that God has been giving me here lately on ministry. The key is that we got to grasp it. We got to understand it. There's a lot of people shout over a lot of stuff, and you ask them, you know, what, I mean, what was said? They go, I don't know, but it sure sounded good. Right. Right. And so let's go back to verse 
1 in Samuel chapter 1. Now, there was a certain man, uh, Ramadan, Zophrin, of the mountain of Ephraim, and his name was Elegant, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohah, the son of Zeus, whatever his name is, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. Now, it was okay back then, but you cannot have two wives today. The Lord told me to make sure I tell some of you that. You're going to look in the word of God. Well, Bishop, you said the word is true. <laughs> and he had two wives. <laughs> the name of one was Hannah. The name of the other, Paniah. Paniah had children, but Hannah had no children. You know, we read a lot of this. This is where we, uh, where it was established that we do baby dedication. We don't do baby baptism. Babies should not be baptized. That is not biblical. And so here, Hannah had no children, but Paniah, she had children. Verse 3, this man went up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Shallow is the place where the ark of the covenant dwell, where the presence of the Lord dwell. And what's so beautiful about this, this man was truly the high priest of his home. By him obeying the word of God and making sure yearly that he went and he took his family to offer the sacrifices on to the Lord. And so we see this here. The Bible said also the two sons of Eli, Hophani and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord was there. And whenever the time came for Elkin to make an offering, I want you to notice the word in here. He would give portions to Paniah, his wife. Now listen to this and to all her sons and daughters. I read that. I said, man, that don't don't make sense. He acknowledged that she was his wife. But why he didn't say to their sons and daughters? He said to her sons and daughters. Now, I didn't go back and research it because I would have been chasing a rabbit. But it's something significant in why he worded it this way. Then we look at verse 5. But to Hannah, he will give a double portion. Notice the wording, for he loved Hannah. Although the Lord had closed her womb. Now, at, at the time that they was going through this, Hannah, Paniah, uh, elegant. They didn't know that God had closed her womb. The writer is writing this after the fact. And what's so uh, significant and what we're going to look at today is, is that um, he loved 
Paniah. But he wasn't in love with her. The word is said he loved Hannah and he was in love with Hannah. Now, I, I'm not a woman. I don't ever want to try to be one. When God created man, come on, somebody. Get a little gravel in your... <laughs> man, I'm feeling tough right now. Tell my wife, tell me what to do. Anyway, I, I believe a, 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 a lady, a, a woman have a, they just have also like a sixth sense. Uh, Penaya understood. She recognized. She watched the mannerism and the behavior uh, elegant, and she knew that he loved Hannah and also that he, he, he loved her, but he wasn't in love with her. She sensed that. She felt that. But there was nothing she can do about it. She couldn't change him. And so this is what she began to do. Now, the Bible said in verse 6, and her Rival. I, the writer put this down. And so Peniah said, you know what? I, I'm going to make sure I, I, I can make your life miserable. She provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. She wanted to remind her, hey, he may love you. He may be in love with you, but I can give him something that you can't give him. I'm able to give him children, and you can't give him any children. And she provoked her because Hannah was trying to figure out what's wrong with me. What have I done wrong? Why come I cannot produce any children? I don't want to get ahead of you today, God. I feel the Holy Ghost. But the Bible said the Lord had closed her womb. When the Lord makes someone barren, when God allows someone to be barren in him, it is for a purpose. It is for a reason. My God, help me. My, my, my. We're we going to go somewhere. And so... She didn't understand. Your barren is not going to be forever. God has a timing, and age has nothing to do with it. And the Lord began to, I, I'm trying to say that, began to deal with me. Hey, listen, there, there are some people spiritually would love to provoke us as a body and saying, hey, you know, and I mean, we can see the love of God manifest there, but we, we don't see any, any growth there. Listen, this church is spiritually barren for a reason. So watch this here. 
uh, where was I? Verse 7. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord. Now, here in the, in the house of God, in the presence of the Lord, that she provoked her. Right in the presence of God Almighty, she provoked her. She, she provoked her to the place that she got frustrated. She was angry. She began to weep, and she done it in the house of the Lord. The enemy don't care. He'll walk up in the house of the Lord and try to provoke you in the house of the Lord because God hasn't done something you've been asking God to do. But I want the enemy to know God has the last laugh. God has the last say so. Laugh now, but you won't be laughing later. Provoke her now, but you won't be provoking her later. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Talk about us on the south side of town now, but you won't be talking later. And so the carnality of Paniah, not knowing that God had closed the womb. And he closed it with a purpose and a reason. There's some stuff I, 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 I don't want to be touching today. Verse 8. Then Alec and her husband, watch this here. He said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? In other words, her heart was just heavy. It, it, it was broken. Am I not better to you than ten sons? It had nothing to do with the way that he treated her. But there, there's sometimes that we go through things that you just can't share with anybody. And you can't explain to them what you're going through. Because if they're not going through it, there's no way in the world they can understand. And so she didn't even bother by trying to explain to him what was going on. And if she would have told him, hey, Paniah is provoking me. Because I, I'm not able to give you any children. Then that would have been the very thing that the adversary wanted her to do, to complain. Elkin would have stepped in. But what was he going to do? And so she done what you and I should do. When we don't have the answers, when we don't know where to turn, when we know nobody can understand us, hey, friend, you take your need to God in prayer. It doesn't matter what it is. There is nothing too hard for God. There's no problem too big for God. You take it to God in prayer. And so she did not respond to him. He was a good husband. He sees something was going on. So the Bible said in verse 9, So Hannah arose after they had finished eating. She didn't eat and drank in the shallow. 
Now, Eli the priest was sitting on the door by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. The Bible said, and she was in bitterness of soul. In other words, in her soul, in her mind, in her emotions, in her feelings, she was discontented. She was heavy. She was angry. She was frustrated. So in the bitterness of her soul, she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. She wept in pain, but she did the right thing. She prayed and she took it to the Lord. And she allowed all her emotions and her feelings and her passions and being discontented, she let it out in the presence of God Almighty. Friend, if we can learn to pray like that, if we can learn to take our knees to the Lord, if we think it's impossible, friend, it is with man but not with God. Now, I'm not telling you, but this is where God was trying to get her. We're going to find out this is where God was trying to position her. Because there, boy, sometimes it's just bad when you, when you know situations and, and people may think you're talking about their situation. I'm not, but this is what God has, has laid on, on my heart. Let me just keep going. Verse 11. Now watch this here. This she made a vow. She made a promise. She made a pledge. She made a commitment in her prayer and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant, of your female voluntarily slave to submit to you in whatever area you ask me to submit. She said affliction because during that time, if a person was barren, they felt like it was a curse. They felt like they was being afflicted. And she said, look on my affliction. Then she said, and remember me. And not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant, watch this here, a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. And wait a minute. Where did she learn to pray like this? Why did she say these specific words? When I felt like the Lord said, you need to go back. You need to look at another story. When someone else was barren, but I sent a messenger to them. And she have studied and realized what I asked them to do. 
concerning the child that I was going to give them. And so she said, Lord, I'm barren. And the only way I'm going to conceive is by your hands. But Lord, I make the same vow that you asked them to make. No razor will come on his head. I'll give it to you all the days of his life. But there was not just a point for the child. There was a point for her. Not only was it a point for her, there's a point for God also. I hope we can get there today. She didn't want to have children the artificial way. I want you to hear me. She, she already had Panaya there. So she didn't want to take a handmaiden, her handmaiden, not a handmaiden of God, and give it to her husband to have children. She didn't want that. And God says, son, this is what a lot of congregation and the religious world are doing today. They're having children artificial because... He said, because I caused them to be barren for a reason. And God said, this congregation is spiritually barren right now. And people are pointing fingers at us. But God is about to remove. Oh, you don't hear me in the Holy Ghost. It has to be done God's way. So she prayed this for a reason. So let's, Sister Madeline, let's go to uh, Judges, I believe chapter 13. And, and, uh, and I'll let you know what verse when we get there. What she was doing, we'll pick it up in verse 1. She was making a Nazarite vow. But within that vow, it's just not the child. She asked for a male, whoo, for the Holy Ghost, a male child. And I will give him to you all the days of his life. Because every, let me get ahead of myself, everyone that's been barren in the Lord, when God opened the womb and when, they was a, when it was a Nazarite vow, God used that child. Some people, they want children and, and, and they're not willing to wait. God put them in situations and not you guys. God put him in situations where he wants them just to reach out to him. And before he opened that womb, he wants a commitment from them that this child I'm going to dedicate to you. May I feel the Holy Ghost. Y'all keep coming to my mind. I don't care how long it's been. I do not care. The barren is for a reason. But when God opened the wound, when God opened the wound, you hear me. God is going to use the child. I don't understand everything. But the Lord did speak and confirm the word through the handmaiden. 
But in between that time of now and concession, you got to make some commitments to God that, God, I'm going to give this child to you all the days. Now, you're going to have to stay with me. Now, now, watch this here. Judges. Judges 13. And let's pick it up at verse 1, Sister Madeline. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. How many years? 40. That's a long time. Watch this here. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. Now watch this here. Wife was barren and it had no children. You, you, you don't think God is, is aware of the people he's allowed to be barren? The churches he's allowed to be barren, that he don't want us to adopt some customs to automatically, I mean, to, what, what, what's that word, to artificially have a move of God? Watch this here. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Uh Uh-huh. Now watch this here. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. When she made a vow a promise, a commitment to the Lord. She was also saying, this is going to be my part. I'm not, I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to eat anything unclean. I'm not going to drink, you know, wine, a similar drink. So it wasn't just her doing it for the child. She was doing it for herself. But God has an unspoken promise that he makes when there's a Nazarite vow involved. Watch this here. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Uh Uh-huh. And no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. From the what? From the womb. And watch this here. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And he shall begin to do what? Deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Where? It came through a barren woman that God opened the womb. And he did it because the woman, she submitted to the counsel, to the will of God, and said, hey, I will do my part, and I will make sure the son do his part. But God said, I got a part to do also. Hannah was barren for a reason, and she didn't understand why. And what she did know, listen, Sarah messed up. She was barren, but a messenger came to to Abraham, told him what God was going to do and how God, through that seed, was going to bless the whole world. But Sarah said, you know, we're old. It ain't happened yet. And some of you say it ain't happened yet. So let me circumvent this. Let me give my handmaiden, not the handmaiden of God, but her handmaiden. And you go 
and, and, and my husband can have a child by you. And God, I want you to accept this child that, that we artificially produce. And the Lord said, uh-uh. Uh-uh, you circumvent the system. I know you're still barren, but that's not going to be the child. I said, I will open your womb when the time is right. I will restore back to life the ability to give birth to a child. He said, that won't be the child. And so they went in, and then God fulfilled his word. He restored her back to the time where she could bear and open her womb. And they had Isaac, and I'm telling you, and he was blessed, and the nation of Israel was blessed because it came from a barren womb that God opened. Ishmael is still causing problems today. But what she, she, she didn't know, there's a pattern when you're barren in the Lord. Because beyond the Old Testament, Sister Madeline, let's go to Luke chapter 1. And I, I think, I forgot who just talked about this. It may have been a prophetess. It may have been a handmaiden. It may have been Pastor R. Jackson. It was some lady who talked about it, and I can't remember. I didn't say some woman. They would have got mad. Some lady talked about it. Watch this here. Ha. <laughs> Ah, let's pick it up in verse 5. Watch, watch this here. That, that's right. <laughs> there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of, of, the division of Abijah. His wife was... They had Apple Jacks then? <laughs> no, I'm just picking. Let's keep going. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name. Oh, hold on. His wife was the daughter of who? Of Aaron. So notice the, the, the priesthood lineage that she was connected to. We got a lineage, friend. We're connected all the way back to the book of Acts where it all started. And that connects back to the blood of Jesus being applied to our life. Oh, yeah, we, we may not be having the coffee bars. Somebody need to hear me. We may not be having a, the dim lights, and we may not be having a stage and everything. We may not be s- celebrating Santa Claus. You might as well get mad at me. We may not be dressing up in an Easter bunny suit and stuff. We're not doing that to draw the people, draw the crowds and stuff. And we may be barren according to the religious world, but God, we're barren in the sight of God. Now, now watch this here. And her name was Elizabeth. Uh Uh-huh. And they were both righteous before God. They was both righteous. And so they didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing wrong with Zechariah. There was nothing wrong with Elizabeth. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with Hannah. There was nothing wrong with Elkin. There was nothing wrong with them. The Bible said they was righteous in the sight of the Lord. But we, we live in a religious generation that and we, we just 
don't know how to wait on God. We, we see what everybody else has and what they're doing. And all of a sudden, we, we want to keep up with them, not in this church. And we want to have what they have. And we want people to pat us on the back and say, we got the same type of growth. No, if we don't do it God's way, it is artificial growth. And so they had done right. Now watch this here. Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Everything. I'm sorry, let's keep going. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. Oh, they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And you know it had to mess with her mind. Watch this here. And they were both well advanced in years. And they was past the age of being able, according to the law of nature, to have children. It may be according to the law of nature, but not to the law of God. God has a timing for everything. God has a purpose and a reason for everything. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. God has a timing. I'm let me get ahead of myself. Because, hey, ah, he's going to lift some things this year. It, it was, I, I think it was you that God spoke to about the, the influx. We've been hearing it for the, the last couple of years, but God has a timing. Has a timing for everything. And he said, a womb right now, it is still closed. But I'm about to open that womb, and the influx is going to come because you done what's right, and you waited on me, and you obeyed my commandments, and you obeyed my law. You don't hear me in the Holy Ghost. You're going to think your bishop is a fool, but it will. Oh, my God. It will get to the place this year. That in both services, there will not be room enough. Oh, you don't, you don't believe it. If you don't get here early enough, you might not have a good seat. Because God said, I have you barren for a reason, but I'm about to open the womb. I want to know if anybody believed that here in the house of the living God. Friend, I know what I felt in the Holy Ghost in studying. That's why I don't know if I'm going to finish today. But anyway, you could be seated in Jesus' name. So they was, they was well vast in age. Well, how long, y'all? How long you been pastor? You know, I... Why come you just steal a certain size and everything? And, uh, you, you know, and, and I think you know, if everybody's here, we're not going to have enough room. But but we, we don't we don't look at stuff like that, and we don't number the people like everyone else do, saying that's a sign of success. We don't know how many is going to come in the influx. We just want the will of God. Yeah. 
And I'm telling you, it will be many. I, I, I'm, we, we, need, we need to go a little bit farther. It would, I'm telling you, it's going to be many. I feel like God said, you, you know, son, you, you just obey me. And we, we, oh, my God, for the Holy. You can drive down the road sometime and you can see these big edifices. You can see them from the highway and stuff. And the majority of them are not in truth. They artificially got growth. And God don't accept those children. But God said, you don't worry. When I open the womb, I'm going to put you in a place where everybody can see. Everybody can see what I am doing. When you are barren in the Lord. All right, we need to finish reading this. We got time. It's only 10.02. I mean, 11.02. Watch this here. Watch this here. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Now, now notice the word here. Now, watch this here. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. A messenger of God, watch this here. Standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Uh Uh-huh, watch this here. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and the fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias. For your prayer is heard. Oh, well, at first thing he said, your prayer is heard. So they've been praying. <laughs> and even sometimes they were probably praying the prayer they didn't believe because they looked at the natural and look at the progression of the natural man. But God never forgot that prayer. Oh, my God. God never forgot that prayer. You better hear me, friend. It may not happen in your time frame, but God has the right timing. We live in a generation, listen, friend, even some people here may be watching my live stream. If some prophecy or promise don't happen in your time frame, you just want to jump out and make it happen yourself. God heard the prayer. You can be seated. He, he heard the prayer. Listen, I didn't become pastor until I was 40-something. And I, I thought I was going to just be too old. And then the Lord already said I'd be living for a long time. So if I'm going like this, and I say, wait a minute, let me take my teeth out. Let me gum to you for a while. I'll be spitting on everybody while I'm preaching. <laughs> yeah, somebody going to say preaching. They sitting way there in the back, but these people on the front. Then watch this here. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, uh-huh. and you shall call his name John. Uh-huh. Now watch this here. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And many will rejoice at his birth. Watch this here. Watch this here. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Oh, wow. Watch this here. And shall neither drink 
and shall drink neither wine ah. nor strong drink. Oh. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. So back there with Samson, no, no wine, no, no, no strong drink. When she, when she made a vow, Hannah, she, she said, uh, you know, uh, no razor would come to his head. Not, not only that, I'm going to give him back to you all the days of his life that mean from the womb to the grave. She's going to put him in the hands of God. And, uh, and, and then she said, no, no, no razor will come up on his head. See the pattern. And everyone, when it was a Nazarite, when it was barren under God, God done his part. Because it was a Nazarite unto God. And God used him for his honor and his glory. And I, I, you know, I'm not even going to be ashamed to back up. I am telling you, whatever prayers you're praying, keep praying them. Because when God allowed to happen, he's going to be used for the glory of God. Now, now watch this here. Or she's going to be used for the glory of God. It doesn't matter. Or they both may be used for the glory of God. I feel something else. All four may be used at one time for the glory of God. It's all about the way that we pray. God didn't respond to her until she gave this type of prayer. I'm going to get in trouble. I get in trouble later. Um. Let's go back to 1 Samuel. We're getting ready to land this thing because this key phrase is going to be something here. This is something we all need to pray. So she made this vow. The Bible said, verse 12, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, in her mind. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, a backslidden priest, thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, give me some of that stuff you're drinking, <laughs> the way you're acting up here. <laughs> he goes, how long will you be drunk? Put, a, put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. In other words, a stubborn spirit, a heavy spirit, an obstinate spirit. In other words, a spirit that is persistent, that is stubborn. And I'm bringing my petition to the Lord. And some of us need to be persistent. We need to be stubborn. And bringing our petition for the Lord. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop seeking God. I'm not going to stop asking God until it come to pass. I don't care how impossible it may seem to you. But there's nothing impossible to God. So she just let him know. She said, hold up, homeboy. And we know this is true. I have drunk neither wine 
no intoxicating drink. She couldn't because she just made that vow. But have poured out my soul, my, my passion, my, my emotions, my innermost being before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint, they were a complaint out of my prayer, out of the abundance of my utterance, out of the abundance of my communication. She said, out of the abundance of my complaint and grief and out of my provoking, I was provoked, my penaya. God's going to take vengeance on that. And out of my grief, I have spoken, communicated, prayed, and uttered until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. The God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. She knew it had to be God. It didn't matter that he was backslidden. God can move on a backslidden person. Doesn't mean that person is right. But God can move on them and give them a word. God can speak through a donkey. It doesn't matter. God can speak to an old lying prophet that lied. And then later on, God moved on him and he spoke the truth. And she knew when the man of God spoke that word, she knew something she felt on the inside, it was done. And she said, let your handmaiden find favor in your sight. So the woman went up. Went her way and ate. You know she was all right because she went and ate. She, she was apostolic. She didn't even know it. And her face was no longer sad. Now we're getting close. Then they, they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Anakin knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. It was after she made a Nazarite vow. It's not for just the son, but it's for herself. And within that vow, God honored what she said, and God made a vow to her. He didn't have to speak it, but notice the pattern. That God said, I will use him for my glories. Hello, Sister Willow. You're trying to sneak in here with me without, you, without me knowing. Good to have you with us. Now, watch this here. Interesting. So let's pick it up in verse 20. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. And the Lord did tell me something. He said, son, you look where when I spoke to Zechariah and when I spoke to Hannah and when I spoke to whatever the name of Samson's mother was and father, when I spoke to him, in that same year, 
conception and birth happen. So he said, I say to you, this year, Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. This year, it's already been conceived, but the influx is coming forth. This year. I'm not talking about years on down the line. I'm talking about this year. Because we've been barren in the presence of God Almighty. All right, I need to finish this. Because there's some commitments we need to make to God. Not to Bishop, not to First UPC, not, not to UPCI, but to God. So the Bible said, now the man, Elkin, in all his house, who's drumming? Whoever's drummer can come, and I'll let you know when to play. Now, when the, when the man Elkin in all his house, watch this here, went up to offer to the Lord, watch this here, the yearly sacrifice and his vow. Verse 22 said, but Hannah did not go up. Hannah never missed out on going up. Never. For she said to her husband, not until the child Eat some weenies. I mean, it's wing. I'm picking. Not until the child is able to really feed his own self, take care of himself. Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Just imagine with me a little bit. Elkin felt something when she said she wasn't going. Because she believed God, God opened her womb. And when the child came, I don't know if she wanted to fulfill her part. Because there was a bond. There was a connection that was her child that she waited all these years for. And I don't know if she wasn't wrestling with if I could just... Let him go. Now, there's two things. And if, if for some reason, some chance, Baumgartner, did you get this and you hear this? I don't care if you call me a toxin smack because you're like that. Your wife could not conceive with that check, second child. And this church prayed, and we in the seat, and we got a hold of God. And you was making all type of promises to God before that child, before she conceived. And God touched her body several times to make sure she could conceive. And as soon as that child was delivered, everything that the both of y'all said you would do, y'all backed up on. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that both of you are wrong. And it's the reason why God didn't want to give you the second child in the first place. I told God, I'll say it. I'll say it. 
I will say it because it can be their soul. So you need to get back right. I, I haven't seen nothing on Facebook. I don't mess with that social media, but I got a word for you, sir. You're playing with God. We pray. God was doing some great things, especially through her. And all of a sudden, so I don't know. She was wrestling. I, I think it was, it was tough for her. We say that Anakin really didn't say much. Oh, yeah, he was a high priest. Notice what he said to her. Just wisdom. Wisdom. The next scripture said, So Elkin, her husband, said to her, Do what seemed best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Oh, man. Only let the Lord establish his word. Do whatever you want to do. But he said, you allow God to establish. That word establish means confirm. Let God raise up on the scene. I want you to hear this here. Let God fulfill. Let God impose. Let God ratify his word. And that word means his matter, his decree, his deed. What was it that she needed to allow God to establish that God was going to use that boy for his honor and his glory? He said, don't you withhold him. Allow God to establish what he already said that he would do. But God could not establish that if she didn't do her part and give that child to the Lord. I'm just wondering, and we're going to look at something here. In 2023, can we sincerely pray that to God? Good to see you, sir. Been praying for you. Chaplain here with us. I think he's major. Captain. Captain. And we got we got we got a major. Captain. Lieutenant. Okay. Getting all this military right. Then we got a lieutenant colonel. He's probably hiding from me, ducking somewhere. There he is. We, can, we got a lot of army. That's Air Force, though. And I want you to know your bishop was in the Air Force. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. <laughs> I forgot where I was at. So he... He could not establish his word if she wouldn't fulfill her part. Our prayer for 2023 is, Lord, let 
your word be established in us. It doesn't matter how hard, how difficult, how painful it may be. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. But can you pray that prayer for 2023? In my opinion, I'll let's finish reading this out. We're going to strum here just a second. Watch this here. The Bible said when he told her that, she was submitted to her husband. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Watch this here. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her and three bulls and one ephraim of flour and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. Oh, my God. And the child was young. Watch this here. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. Eli represented God. Watch this here. And she said, oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child, I pray. And the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Watch this here. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. In other words, like I said I was going to do, I'm taking a leave, a physical leave of absence from his life. And I'm putting him in the hands of God. As long as he lives, that's the vow. He shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. She done her part. Even though it was difficult. Friend, Pastor R. Jackson was not a little child. When she went to Longview, shoes. When she went up to uh, even Lubbock, it was, it was tough. And she's only going to be gone two weeks. And, and I remember, <laughs> I remember getting a phone call. She left on Sunday, rather come home on Monday. <laughs> and I knew something was wrong because this one was really quiet. And I remember saying, don't, don't, don't come home. We're already making plans for your bedroom and stuff. Don't come. <laughs> that was Hannah's bedroom. Hannah said, ain't nobody can do nothing with this bedroom right here. <laughs> but it was tough. It was only for just a few days in Longview. Hannah was driving. I was sitting in the front. I think Sir Jackson was sitting in the back. And there was just silence. Oh, man, I had to leave my daughter. Boy, you talking about tough. But we came to the conclusion when she didn't get medical school here that it had to be gone. It was difficult. But there was a time that she needed this in her life. And look at what God is doing through her now. 
What if we would have got in the way and then fulfill our part when God said, hey, it's my will, I'm God. If I want her to stay here, don't you know I can move on hearts and mind and have her to stay here? But I didn't have her to stay here. So when mama, when she left, he was a child, probably had his beaky. Listen, I'm getting all off track. When these girls started pre-K, it was no problem. When we dropped her off, she was gone. Not with this one. That girl had a death grip on my leg. And it, it was all over it. It was up to me. You come on back home. But little general wasn't having it. She can just go and leave her. I couldn't. That was my daughter. And man, my heart. So I stayed there as long as I could. And this went on for a whole week. <laughs> then when she got older, when she couldn't have her way, she couldn't wait to get out of the house. <laughs> it was difficult. It was difficult leaving Sister Hannah there. So it was tough, but she done it. And when she done her part, Lord, let your word be established in me. And so she done it. Elkin, he was the high priest of his home because she obeyed him. In my opinion, Samuel is one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. You're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think Bishop's out of his mind. You're going to think Bishop's just saying stuff. God says, when we pray this today, and we pray as a corporate body, Lord, let your word be established in us. And then it comes down to the individuals. God says, he said, in this day and age, churches in truth, this would be one of the, one of, not the greatest, but one of the greatest bodies of believers that God will use. That means he's going to use you and you and you and you and you and you. I wonder how many believe it. You know why? Because... We're waiting for God to open the womb. We're not going to get any programs or anything like that to establish something. Go ahead, start strumming. Now, we don't have time to go and read this. When the word of the Lord was scarce in those days, who did God begin to speak through for the nation of Israel, for his people? Because mama done what she's supposed to do. God established his word, and God began to call and develop a child, and he became a judge for the nation of Israel, and God was able to rule them through him. Why? Because mama said, Lord, let your word be established in me. Woo. We have some people, if it, don't, if it don't fit in your box, you think that fit in her box? Notice, 
She was barren by the hand of God. And I, I'm telling you, it's, I can only say how God dealt with me. I didn't even have y'all in my mind. Everything is by the hand of God. But that child is going to be used for the glory of God. And now we're in the day and age, it doesn't matter the gender. That was Old Testament there. Technically, John was still Old Testament. Look how God is using uh, prophetess, Pastor R. Jackson, handmaiden of the Lord. Some other ladies are going to be speaking sometime. God is you. It, it doesn't matter. But can we with a sincere heart say, God, let your word be established in me. I said when we was coming back from Farmington, the, the inconvenience of planes being canceled. We're glad they were canceled and they didn't crash and all that stuff. They couldn't crash. It was in the will of God. And flying on a long plane, then we get close to Dallas and the weather's bad and the airport is closed in my body. And I didn't say anything. And I'm sitting there and I'm struggling within my physical body. And I sit there to myself and say, God, you're going to have to help me. That's what the enemy wanted. He wanted me to freak out and say, I, I, won't be, I ain't doing this. But there I told God, it doesn't matter if it happened every time. Please don't let it happen a second time. <laughs> this is your will. And we'll go wherever you tell us to go. I know we're going to be busy this year because God said it. It's going to be this year. So I'm saying, God, allow your decree, your purpose, your will to be established in me. I told the Lord, and this is why he's going to release the influx. Hannah said, I give him to you all the days of his life. The Lord told Zechariah, y'all going to do this. Told Samson, you're going to do this. But I told God, when the influx come in, we're not going to try to connect them to the personalities. We're not going to try to connect them to a physical structure. But God, we're going to connect them to you. We're going to give them to you. We're going to have them to look to you. We're going to have them to call on your name. We're going to have them to glorify you. I feel the Holy Ghost. And God said, because you'll do this, and you'll point them to me and, and, and not say it's about you, then I, I, I can send them. God is ready. He is ready. He is ready to perform his word. But you got to be willing. 
you got to be willing. There's some, there are some things that some of y'all don't, you're not going to like what God asks you to do. But allow God to do it. It's good to see y'all. I miss y'all last couple of services stuff. I'm not going to say nothing embarrassing. He's going like this. Born up a little bit. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just speaking nice to you and everything. It's good to have y'all with us. We'd like to get to know you. You know, I, I really, I know when i seen the first few services, God has something special for you. I don't know you, don't know your background and stuff, but it's no accident that y'all are here. And I know you was filled with the Holy Ghost in that last service. Your tongue jumped out of the mouth and ran down there, slapped somebody side of the head and came back and stuff. I'm trying to quit. It had to be hard when he pulled you from Tennessee. I mean, he did deliver you from Egypt, but away from family. It was the timing of God when they was trying to get you to come earlier to Texas. And he wouldn't do it. He waited. And then when God opened the door, had to leave everything. Come down here and start all over. Come in a new church environment. You know why? Lord, let your word be established in me. And so God is talking to all of us. Every one of us, including myself. We're going to start 2023 out the right way. And God's going to begin to do some things because the influx is coming this year. Brother Renee, I love your spirit. I love the way you respond. I'm telling you, God's going to do some things through you. You've, I don't know what God's going to do, but God is going to. And I don't think it's going to take long for God to begin to do some things through you. So if you're willing, I, and I'm going to pick on some of you. Now, I know some of you can't physically come. And you can't physically come to the front and stand but but some of you can if if you're going to completely give yourself to the Lord and say God only establish your word in me and be sincere about it then things are going to begin to happen in your life as God get ready to fulfill that word. Some of you, God has tried, and you have hit his hand. You have slapped it down. You have said, God, leave me alone and stuff. But God is reaching for you one more time. Now, if, you, if you're not going to be able to let God establish and you're not going to submit completely, there, there's no need for you to even come. I, I'm just, I'm not saying it being rude. But he's going to bring him in to a body that's allowing God to establish his word.